and ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio, where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. This episode is brought to you by Bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, where you guys can get your day game sorted, action guide there, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, and you'll be sweet. Also, booking one-on-one Skype coaching, dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create actual change in your life. Ongoing packages are available for those that wish to join the bowl inside, which get the perks of priority messaging and priority session bookings. And of course, those day game foundational boot camps where you guys can have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set, create the freedom of choice in your dating life, and no longer be scared of what it means to go up to an attractive woman wherever you are, whenever you are, and be able to bring the best of your 50. If you guys would like to donate to this pod to support what's going on here, you can do so through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name, Adam Ui. And anything you donate is tremendously appreciated. I'm extremely humbled and grateful. Thank you so much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. So nice Mac said to me uh, sometime, sometime this week, hey Adam, did you ever go over body language such as IOIs? I'm horrible at picking up when a girl is being friendly or flirty. Sometimes there is this feeling of, in quotes, oh man, I feel this girl is digging me, in quotes, or another quote, there is this connection. So when I ask them out, they get all surprised and I get confused. Maybe I didn't show enough intent or challenge any of their tests. Sometimes I don't even notice they're testing me. When I do notice they are testing me, I nice guy my way out of it. I either become too agreeable or argumentative. When I'm talking to a girl, what are the subtle hints I should be looking for? The cues that she likes me or doesn't like me. Should I approach random girls on the street that mind their own business or ones that look the, look my way? I oftentimes don't approach because I'm scared that I'm not witty enough or I'm scared enough or sorry, or I'm scared she might get upset with my approaches. So there's a lot to break down there. There's a lot of questions there. The first thing I want to dive in on was one particular section of his question where he said, when I'm talking to a girl, what are the subtle hints I should be looking for and the cues that she likes me or doesn't like me? Because actually his question is very in-depth there, extremely in-depth to the point where we can break down a female's body language and a woman's body language and what that means for her level of interest for you at every stage of the interaction. But let me... But listen, that, that's an entire podcast. That's an entire podcast. And as I've been doing in these sessions, we've just been making an entire podcast, but cutting it down to 10 to 20 minutes, which is what we'll do here and now. So let me say this. The only thing a man ever will need to know about reading a female's body language is intention. Settle in here. All you need to know about a woman's body language is reading her tension, Right? Is she tense? Is she loose? Is she comfortable? Is she uncomfortable? It's about reading the macro energetic flow state of where she's at because yes, the micros to the IOIs indicators of interest of her eye contact, she's deepening her eyes, her playing with her hair, uh, she's biting her lip, is she crossing her legs, is she opening up her neck, all these different micros, they're only reflective of her macro energetic flow state of whether she is tense or loose. And that's all I would ever want one of my clients. Just get this fucking mic in. 
That's all I'd ever want one of my clients. That's all I want a 19-year-old Adam to know, which is when you're in interaction with a woman at every stage, whether it's you've just hit up the bar, you've seen that girl across the bar, or you're out there in the day, you're in the mall, and you see a girl walking by, whether you've got into the initial interaction off the open, whether you're closing with a girl, you're going through an instant date, whether you're on the first date with a girl, or you're bringing her back to your place for the first time, you're sitting down on the couch for the first time, you make your first kiss for the first time, uh, you have your first sexual intimacy, penetration for the first time, whatever it is, every single step of the way, the only thing you should be reading for and screening for is her level of tension. Now, let me break that down a little bit more. Why is it tension? It's tension because a woman's tension will tell you everything about her level of comfort. A woman that is comfortable, and this largely extends to all areas of human interaction as well, by the way, but specifically with reading a woman's body language, when a woman is tense, she's not comfortable, which means she does not have that level of investment within you, which means the level of trust is not there, which means that if you were to progress uh, this sexually and you were to attempt a physical move of some kind, which I guess we'll dive into in a little bit in a second, it's not very likely to go down because she's tense. She means she's worried about many different things, certain things, depends on the situation for sure. But we can say for sure that she is not comfortable with you right now, whatever the reason that might be. But when a woman is loose, and this is the analogy I like to dive into, which is the way you want to visualize this, my friend, nice smack, is that when you want to read a woman's body language, you want to look at her as, is she ice or is she liquid? Right? That is a really good physical way of bringing into your, your calibration and your awareness of her body language just be able to visualize it. You know, is she ice? She's tense. Okay, I should probably pull her back a little bit. I probably don't need to push her right now. Is she loose? Is she liquid? Oh, I can probably push forward right now. Is she comfortable? Is she uncomfortable? Is she comfortable? Is she uncomfortable? And that's all you need to read because now why not the micros? I talked about the micros before. I talked about the playing with the hair. I talked about the deepening of the eyes. I talked about the glazing of the eyes. I talked about the biting of the lip. And the crossing of, and the and the looseness with which your body moves and the opening of the neck specifically as well. All of that stuff is great. Like Jeffrey, that stuff is great when you're sitting down in your fucking bedroom, when you're with your mates around the round table, and you're all deciphering your little military plans about how you're gonna read this girl tonight. It's all well and good. And it's very interesting. It provides good food for thought. But the reason why I say that you don't need to worry about that when you're in the physical moment is because if I was to send you into an interaction, send you out tonight, say you got a date tonight with a girl, it's day night, you're bringing her back for that Disney and chill, and you're sitting down there on the couch, and I say to you, okay, so I need you to screen for this laundry list. I need you to become this, you got this shopping list right here, of all the different things you have to look at to indicate whether this woman is interested in you based on her body language. So you're going to be looking at for her eyes, and so you're going to be there sitting in the moment, going, okay, what's her eye contact like? Is she deepening her eyes? Is she glazing over her eyes? Or what did Adam say about the lip? Is she biting the lip? Does she ever play over her lips? Or what about her neck? Is she opening up her leg? Is she open with her neck? What about the body language? Is she short, roll shoulders relaxed? What are the legs? Are they crossed? Is she, how is she receptive to my touch? Like this incredible laundry list of things that are accurate. I'm not saying they're inaccurate, but they're unnecessary. And they're irrelevant in the moment. And the reason for this is because if you were to go in and try and screen and read for a woman's micro body language in the moment... By the time you registered it, the moment's passed. By the time you have logically registered, okay, sitting there on the couch with this girl, oh, nani? Did she just deepen her eyes? She just did. I think she just deepened her eyes. Let me check again. Oh, oh, she's bot. Oh, she is biting her. By the time you've had that thought process go through your mind, you've missed it. 
you've missed the social cue. Not only have you missed it, but you've also disconnected from the macro energetic flow between your masculine and feminine energy. Which is why at the beginning I said that all a man needs to know about reading a female's body language is her energetic flow state on a macro level of is she tense, is she loose? Is she comfortable, is she uncomfortable? That's all you need. And even that's training wheels, by the way. Nice, Matt. Even that's training wheels. At a certain stage, you want to let go of that as well. Like that's uh, if I was going back to my 19-year-old self, 17, 18, 19-year-old self and freaking out on those dates and I'm bringing those girls back. And we'll talk about uh, initial interactions as well. We'll talk about in the bar. We'll talk about in the street as well. But it's just particularly relevant when you're on a date with a girl because this is where you really get to play with a girl's body language, really get to... And it's actually far more crucial. It's far more crucial to be able to read the woman in front of you on a date uh, as to sexual progression, for sure, physical escalation. And when it comes to sexual escalation, just being able to understand where she's at on a macro level, energetic flow of is she comfortable, is she uncomfortable, that's all you need to know because the micros can then flow. If, if you're sitting there on the couch with the girl, right, you brought her back, and instead of being worried about her level of eye contact, the depth of her eye contact, the glazing over of her, about how open she is with her neck and how comfortable she is and receptive she is to your touch on, the, on every little minute detail. Instead of all those things, if you just to be there and go, oh, just check in with yourself, is she loose, is she tense? Is she ice or is she liquid? All right, that will all tell you green light, red light because all those things tell you green light, red light. They tell you comfortable, uncomfortable and that's all you need to know. You don't need to know, you don't need to consciously process that because it's unhelpful. It's extremely unhelpful. It's actually counterproductive to be sitting there in front of a girl screening this laundry list of all these little micro indicators of interest, as the people in the pickup community would say. Because not only have you missed that cue by the time you processed it, right? Social dynamics happens and social dynamic based cues happen on a on a pace, on a speed. That happens in micro, micro tenths of seconds, like where you can't even react. Like you don't have time to consciously react because they're subcommunicated. The subcommunicated energy between a man and a woman when they're in a physical and romantic space is happening at such a speed that by the time you've consciously processed it, you missed it. So instead of being locked into that mindset, the nerd mindset, that's, you know, I think this is where. The pickup community, if you want to call it that, which I don't even know what you would... When I say that, I refer back to like the early 2000s when it really kind of got its legs, when it really kind of pop up. I think this is a mistake they made. I think this is a huge mistake, which I've really pushed against. Well, not pushed against, but pulled away from probably more over my development, which is the nerdiness, the the over-reliance on the micro. Because I think that fucked me up when I was younger. Because I used to hear that from guys, this term indicators of interest. And I used to sit there on day twos when I was like really early on in the journey and be so worried, so anxious, so nervous about like even just like when you meet a girl on a first day for the first time and you just meet in the mall. And a lot of guys back in there would say, well, you got to start by gauging her buying temperature and her indicators of interest off the initial hug. And so when I went to hug this girl off the get, my mind is just like, like, what about this? And she turns and she looks, what? And it's like the, the body tension and just like, what, 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 what did that mean? Did she hang on for too long? Did, was I hanging on a little too short? And you're, you're thinking about all these different things and it's, it's just taking you out of, not only is it taking you out of the moment, it's disconnected you from the flow. 
it's disconnected you from the flow. So to wrap this point up, tension, lucidity, right? whether she's liquid, whether she's ice, that's all you really need to know. That's all I want you to screen for. And it's really, it's, it's that simple. Now, simple but not easy. The difficult part of this is that you have to relinquish your monkey mind's insatiable hunger to dive into itself. To dive into itself and to sit there with the girl and try and break everything down logically. Because that's what the male mind wants to do. But if you could just curtail that insatiable hunger for just a second and just take yourself out and go, ah, oh, is she comfortable? Is she uncomfortable? Is she tense? Is she loose? Is she ice? Is she liquid? From that point, you will know whether to push forward or to pull back. When you're on a date, and now I said I was going to, uh, I said I was going to break it down stage by stage in the interaction as well. So let me just get a, a sip here and just say uh, to those of you in the YouTube live stream right now, welcome. Uh, if you're enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up down below. Drop me a comment. Let me know you're here. While we're in this kind of content section at the beginning of the social Q and A, I will just, I will. Uh, don't worry, I see you there, but I will not address because I want to keep my, I want to keep things fresh. I want to keep things hot. Not derail this train. Get some of that matcha in. So yes, I said that I, I would break things down just kind of stage by stage for a second. Like when, when you're in, when you're in the initial approach, because you mentioned in his question here, when you're thinking about initially just going up to a woman, how much do you need and to what extent do you need to read a woman's body language in order to determine, yes, I should approach her. No, I shouldn't. Uh, zero. Zero. It is irrelevant how loose or tense a woman is in order to gauge and determine, okay, this means I can or cannot approach her. Why? Because so many reasons, so many. Where do I even begin? Number, I guess the number one is because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I approach a girl looking like she is the eyes of all ice queens, I'll melt her down. It doesn't matter whether she looks like the loosest of all loose and maybe... Maybe uh, I'm not on the same frequency as her, so I don't even want to try and attempt to step to a girl that's that loose. It doesn't matter. I'll warm up. It's either I'm going to melt her down or I'm going to warm up to her. Either way, it doesn't matter off the beginning initial interaction how a woman's presenting her body language. Like, let's bring it down to visuals here. Let's say you take a, you take a girl, you take a woman, you're in a bar, and she just looks super ice. Like, most guys are very concerned with this. Like, just like an absolute ice queen, she's... Maybe she's having a rough night. It's the beginning of the night. Maybe she's just not loose yet. She's maybe uh, her friend wore the same dress as her. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous, but some girls get into that. And you, know, you go up to some girls like, "You look like you're having a bad night tonight." Yeah, my best friend wore the same dress as me. I've heard that multiple times. They're like, "Yeah, just that's fucked." But anyways, anyways, moving forward. For you to determine whether I'm going to go ahead and meet this woman or not, based on her initial body language. You're just, you're ruling yourself out of so much experience. You, you are already precluding yourself from a vast array of experiences and potential opportunities for you to grow. If you're going to go out there and say, well, I'm only going to meet girls that look like they're having a good time. I'm only going to go out there. And I'm only going to stop a girl in the mall. I'm only going to go out and hit up girls in the day as long as they look like they're in a good mood. You know, when I'm coaching clients in boot camp. If I ever sense that from a guy, like oh, he kind of pulled back a little bit or he hesitated off the initial approach because she looked like she's in a bit of a fucked off kind of mood, like she had a big F you on the on her forehead, you know, I send them into those interactions on purpose. When I was coming up, on purpose, because that used to be a limiting belief in my mind, 
was that, oh, I can't meet a girl that looks like she's got closed, tight body language. Listen, like, the resting bitch face, that's real. Some girls, just literally because of their, their mechanical makeup of their face, look like they're having the worst day of their life all day, every day. And what's amazing is that you only need to go out for 30 days in a row, and this is a sticking point for you, and just literally go up to, and this is your criteria, for the next 30 days, I'm only going to go ahead and meet girls that look like they have tight ice body language. And what you'll find is that so many of those girls, I would say at least 80% of them, were just in a, in, a, in a dark cloud, a dark mental cloud, where they were thinking about the girl that, that backslid them at work, they were thinking about this assignment that got pushed onto them that wasn't their responsibility, that some, someone else cut them off early that morning. And the moment you step to them, they light up. They completely changed. Their world changes because you stepped up with masculine intent. And all you need to do is experience that for 30 days. And from then on, you will never determine on a night, on a day, whether I'm going to go ahead and meet this girl or not based on whether she has tight or loose body language before I've even met her. So get that shit out of your mind. If you're the type of guy that's doing that, you're going to grow so slow. Your, your, your rate of growth is tremendously limited. Uh, because of doing that, like you, you put a 60 kilo backpack on this journey when you didn't need to, when you could have just walked at your natural body weight. So progressing forward through the interaction now of reading uh, women's, women's body language, it's, it's really kind of just going back to the macro principle of what I talked about before. From here, you're just reading tension. So you're reading off and open. You're reading as to, of course, with qualification, sliding through to investment that I guess would be the next major point of where you want to look for a woman's macro flow state of whether she's tight or loose when a girl is ready for investment she gets loose if you guys go to uh, on my channel an instant date after meditation notice that very quickly qualification is done very quickly we slide to investment very quickly one thing you'll note is that the way that I make that transition is that I notice that she goes from tight to loose body language. Now, of course, I said at the beginning here, even that is a training wheel. Even that is something that you have to do away with. It's just that it's much better than being the guy that's trying to micro his way through his interactions, looking for every single little fucking signal, every single little fucking IOI about whether she's uh, interested or not interested. Now, forget about that. All you need to as a training wheel, as an absolute beginner, is just look for the macro flow state. Is she tight? Is she loose? especially with her body. And what you notice with that girl in that interaction is that she gets very loose with her body. And so that's a very much, now at this stage, and at that stage of filming that video, I have already let go of the training wheel of even having to look for her macro flow state. I just do. It's subconsciously hardwired. It's programmed at that point. But if you rewind a couple, if what you'll know on a subconscious level is that, or what Adam was looking for there was that, well, she's ready for investment. She's, she's unlocked her body as well. There are two signs of investment. What are they, my friends? Verbal and physical. When a girl gives you a verbal sign of investment, which is that she invests into you, she starts asking you questions, she starts diving into your story, she starts becoming uh, verbally loose in the sense that she's elaborating, she's opening up about her life, she's taking your threads and creating with them. All right, that's a verbal sign, but more, to, more so to the physical sign is that she gets loose of her body. When a girl's ready to go investment, she gets loose of her body. And that doesn't, and so a good sign of that is actually that she crosses her legs and will continuously change crossing of legs. That she'll go left to right, right to left, in front of da da da, right? Uh, playing with her hair for sure, playing with her handbag for sure. She's just loose with it, opens up, play, touches her neck. 
But I don't want you reading all those things. I don't want you now going out today and looking for the crust of the legs and the eyes and the neck and the shopping bag. No, 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 no. Just be loosely aware of her macro flow state on an energetic sense that, oh, she is moving her body. That's all you need to look for. She's ready for investment at this point and is ready to slide into investment. Past that point. So then, of course, you can move her to the side. Of course, absolutely must move her to the side then, otherwise you're going to kill it. Move her to the side. Take her an instant date, absolutely for sure. And nice smack for you here to bring this back in because we will start to wrap this up and get towards your questions. For those of you in the YouTube live stream right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. Let me know you're here. Drop me a comment. Get your questions ready for the social Q&A live dating, social dynamics, relationships. We're going to dive into Q&A very soon. I'm just kind of progressing through the interaction, how you need to read body language at this point and a woman's body language. And so, yeah, and at that point, just that's that's the major key in initial interaction, just the transition from qualification to investment. And then everything's pretty peach from there. On a date, on a date, we kind of like started off this interaction, uh, this interaction, this social Q&A with, uh, with more date-specific things around reading her body language. So if you're just joining in now, go back. If you're watching this in post, go back. But I will just say right here, when you rock up on a day two of a girl and you initiate, for sure, the best way to read a woman's body language is to initiate with the hug. And you just, but I don't need you measuring her level of this, of thousands of different things from her eyes to her attention to, uh, to how long, how many seconds does she hold on to the hug for? No, no, Jeffrey. I don't need any of that. All I need you to be loosely aware of is, is she loose or is she tight? Was she frigid in that moment? Was she even comfortable to hug at all? And from there, you will know whether to push it harder, whether she's, and her set point as well. Because just because a girl, just because a girl comes in, let's say tight, let's say she comes with a little ice on a uh, day two. Listen, most girls on a day two are going to be a little bit icy. Like most girls, unless you had an extremely long instant day, uh, most girls going to be a little bit icy on off the initial uh, off, on a day two. So it's up to you to melt her down. It's just degree degrees of how much melting is required here, and how fast are you going to attempt to melt her? Right, that's all you're looking for. That's all you're looking for. And from there, the day two will play out. Nice smack. From there, the day two will play out. From the first kiss, right, when you go in to kiss a girl, okay, there's reading her body language as to know if it's the right time for this, right. Of course, if a girl is looking macro energetic flow state, if a girl is completely shut down and like an ice break and is not making eye contact with you at all and is very reluctant to open up her neck, her body. Now, again, I don't want you consciously trying to process all of this and have a checklist. I'm just describing what the micros look like. But as in macro, all you need to look at is, is she very comfortable right now or is she not comfortable? Is she loose? Is she tight? That's all you need to know. Tension, tension, tension. That's all you need to know about a woman's body language is tension. And then you'll be able to know, is this the right time? Is this not the right time? Feeling in on your heartbeat. Right? Your heart will not beat for you when you say to yourself, is now the right time to kiss the girl when it's very quite clear in front of you if you're there tapped into the moment that this girl is not feeling the moment. Right? Because your heart might beat out of the fact that I might fuck it up, but it won't beat out of the moment of, oh, actually, this is the perfect moment. This is the moment that our masculine and feminine energy is just intertwining, flowing together, operating on the right frequency. And oh, fuck, if I was to light it up right now, 
oh shit, right? It's not that, it's not that. So, and that's, then I can now push forward. All sexual intimacy can be based off of that point from there. All of her, all of her attention can be read from there as to taking her clothes off for the first time, as to um, physical touch for the first time, uh, into, uh, what, what can I say that YouTube won't take me down here, uh, into the... Uh, into the unmentionables. How about that, YouTube? Into the unmentionables. You know, all those moments, all those key moments, all you're looking for is tension. Right? Is she tense? Is she loose? Is she ice? Is she liquid? That's all you need to know. Please do not, and I will sum this up now because we're about to dive into the Q&A section of this uh, Social Q&A Live, Episode 7, Nanabun. Uh, so you guys get your questions ready for sure. If you're in this live stream right now, enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up down below. Drop me a comment as well. Let me know you're here. If you're watching this in post, drop me feedback in the comments as well. Appreciate that. Loop, bring this back up. All right, in the summary, that's all you ever really need to know. All you need to know is her attention. Just read it. Don't overdo it. And I will just dive back into your question here just to make sure I didn't skip over anything too intense. Because you did mention a few different things. But the key point, no, that's it. The key point here is that the, the IOYs and the nerdy shit, the nerdy scientific shit around the thousand different indicators of how a woman could be interested in you. None of that shit matters in the moment because by the time you have logically gone into your control room and tried to process all that, uh, you've disconnected yourself. You have disconnected yourself from the macro energetic flow between your masculine and feminine energy of hers. And by the time you've done that, you've disconnected. So you missed the cue. So you not be able to capitalize on that. That's number one. And number two, summary out back here, which is that you are actually, actually, I want to bring in something new here. More than a summary, another two here is that you shut yourself down. When you are in front of a woman trying to consciously process all of her indicators of deepening eyes, glazing over eyes, open neck, playing with the hair, uh, loose with the touch, loose with the body, able to relax her shoulders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you do all that, what you don't realize is that you actually shut yourself down. That conscious, that conscious processing, what is that simultaneously doing? Is disconnecting you from the present moment. And all a woman needs from you is the present moment. All a woman needs from you is to be tapped into this moment here and now. Now, of course, I said training wheels. It helps to have training wheels when you're very new to this and to be able to come to a girl and go, okay, so what are you saying, Adam? What do I actually need at the fundamental level? Well, that's what I'm saying. Just go in with the macro training wheel of that tonight. If you're going on a date tonight or if you're going out tonight in the bar, in the day, whatever, you're meeting girls today, all I want you aware of is a macro energetic flow state. Is she loose? Is she tight? Right? Is she ice or is she liquid right now? And you can play within that. Right? That is the extent, the absolute extent of logicality I want you processing. And what that's going to do is that it's going to allow you to get back into the present moment as fast as possible. It's still taking you out of the present moment now. It's still taking you out of that present moment, which is still disconnecting you. It's just not disconnecting you to the level of which the PUAs would have you do by reading into a thousand and one shopping list, uh, shopping list indicators of whether this woman is interested in you or not. It's going to disconnect you from the moment. It's going to shut you down and it's going to communicate to the woman. Well, it's not really here with me. And all the woman really wants to know is that you're here with her, that you're just there with her, that you're not worried about, about the, what, to what percentage her eyes are glazed over to what percentage the relaxation of her upper trapezius is. You're not worried about all that. 
all you're worried about is this girl, is she loose, is she tight? Is she loose, is she tight? And what you'll notice with all naturals and with all men that get this, and with any man that has ever successfully read a woman's body language, is that he did not consciously do it in the moment. He did not consciously sit there and go, hmm, 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 right? He was not doing any of that. He was just in the conscious present flow of, oh, I'm here with this girl right now. We're here right now. We're here right now. Hey, would you like some chips with the dip? <laughs> all right, that's all I want you guys to know. And that's all you need to know about female body language. Just read the tension. So that being said, that wraps up the Potter section uh, of this uh, social Q&A live. Ooh, that was a hot, that was almost 30 minutes. Holy shit, that feels like a second to me. That's when you know you're in the flow state. So my friends, this is now where we're going to open up to that open mat Q&A where you can guys uh, ask any questions, dating, social dynamics, relationships. I will do my best to answer them. And of course, the super chat option is available. For those of you that would like to donate to the channel, uh, get your brick in the temple, get your brick in the dojo and support what's going on here. Get your question bumped to the top and I'll give much more context, dive into a real hard Super chat option is there. Don't anything that you wish. If you guys are enjoying this, please drop a thumbs up down below. Uh, if you're watching this in post, drop me feedback as well. Appreciate it in the comment. And if you are, uh, shout out to those of you that are listening to this on Bordeaux Podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox. Download the file directly from Bordeaux.com. Also, uh, a lot of you have been asking me about how you can donate to the podcast. You can do it via pay- PayPal, but you can also do it directly via the website. There's a literally Bordeaux.com. In the Bodger Podcast section, there's a donate button there straight through the website. So this is easy. Let's dive into this. Uh, let's dive into this chat box right now. And uh, we'll get going. Let's do it. Oh, that matcha is strong. Strong matcha. So here we go. Chat, chat, chat. So Adrian Camilletti says, yo, you're my friend. Igor Nunes says, yo, as well. Yo, every time you guys say that, I always imagine the samurai style. Yo, <laughs> that's how I say it in my mind. Uh, Infinite Paradox, howdy. How you going, my friend? So Adrian comes in with the first question. How do you stop having, in quotes, friendly, in quotes, conversations during night slash club game? Tried your tactics from last week and worked heaps but couldn't get into that next step of showing proper intent too friendly okay so i'm gonna dive back into what did we talk about last week that's that's a long time that's a long time in my world my friend i've answered a lot of questions at that time so how did you so i i don't i really don't i really don't remember adrian what we talked about last time but it's great that you did uh take those tactics that's what i want to know that's what i want to hear that you're not just mentally masturbating in these sessions and and then you don't go out and you don't apply. I really want all of you that are either listening to this right now or that are going to go out tonight. Listen, this is the social fucking Q&A live, which means it's Friday, which means you go out tonight. You go out tomorrow. You go out during the day. Have yourself a bowl weekend. We go out Friday twilight session, which is Friday in the mall, roughly between 5 to 8 p.m. So that's a twilight session, half day, half night. You go out Friday night, you go out Saturday day, Sunday, su- Saturday night, then Sunday day. Oh shit, you know, get out there. So anyways, <laughs> more to his question here. He goes, how do you stop having friendly conversations during night club game? Listen, uh, conversations, it's a very broad agent. It's very broad. I'd have to be there with you uh, and break it down with you in the moment to know why it is you are having friendly conversations. 
So what I would say to make it more tactical for you, because this could be a very, this could be a podcast in and of itself. This could be a 60 minute session with one of my clients in and of itself. So let me just break it down real short here. Nice and sweet. <clears throat> Which is if you are telling me that you're falling into the trap of having nice, friendly conversations, what that tells me is that you are not pushing it forward which is that you are not taking the lead, which is that you are not allowing your masculine intent to be the predominant driver of this interaction. So typical way, just looking at your question there, just see if you gave me any more context, but you didn't, so that's fine. So friendly conversations, what I would say to you, anyone who's having friendly conversations, and I used to be the same as well, what I would say, the first thing you need to, that I would do with you tonight is I would say you're not allowed to have conversations. For those of you that have been following me for a long time, or if you've been in these social Q&As, the number one, my macro principle of tackling any sticking point is just go 10x in the opposite direction. That's the best way. Like, obviously, it's, I break things down in a nice, sweet way, and it's good to hear me say it. But if you guys, because, you know, I'll give you something tonight. I'll address Adrian's thing for him to go out tonight. But let's say a new issue pops up in the moment. Let's say those of you, an issue pops up tonight. And then you don't get a chance to talk to me until maybe next week or whatever. Whatever issue you have, 10x it in the opposite direction. If you're telling me you're having friendly conversations and things just stay at a nice platonic, friendly uh, vibe within your night interactions in the club, what I'd say is that, well, then no longer, no more conversations. You're not allowed to have conversations. And this is how I operate because this is how I fixed all my own shit. When I was a young guy, when I was, younger, I was just talking with a client the other day. This is a great thing, Adrian, here. I'll just I'll give you some extra context here. I'm just going to dive into my WhatsApp and get a conversation with one of my clients who's in the bowl inside. Shout out to the bowl inside for those that are in uh, ongoing packages that get access to be priority messaging for uh, from WhatsApp. Uh, dive into it, boldridge.com. And limited as well. I can only do that for a certain amount of people. So I was saying to him... Yeah, here. So I said to him how I just got to, there's way more context to why we were talking about this, but this is relevant to Adrian, which is that that's what I said to my client. I said, I've often found that proving myself right to be a great exercise for demonstrating my letting go. I used to be deathly scared of meeting MILFs, aka super hot older women, and I felt inadequate. So I told myself that if I go out for 30 days and game ample data to support my, in quotes, hot milks won't be interested in me, in quotes, then I'm allowed to believe it. So of course, I went out and solely focused on meeting hot milks. Shock and surprise, my belief was crushed. I actually found that older women and the older the woman, the easier it was for me to connect. Paper wall torn down. So the context of why we were talking about that is something not for this conversation, but the principle is true. And what I'm talking to you about here, Adrian, which is that my issue, when I was coming up, one of them, is that a police car? No, it's not. Okay. Anyways, I was like, what the fuck's going down? Shit's going down. When I was younger, I used to be super afraid of meeting a super attractive older women. And I'm not talking about 50-year-olds here. I'm talking about males. I'm talking about maybe 30-year-olds, early 30s, uh, even 40s for sure. But just, uh, just a stand-up woman, attractive older woman. I used to feel super inadequate about it, but it was never based in true evidence. It was not because I had received an ample data set that told me, oh yeah, hot women aren't interested in you, Adam. It was a paper wall in your mind, in your mental temple, in the inner temple. It's just a paper wall. What does that mean? It has no real evidence. It has no real grounding. It's not a true wall. It's not a true wall. So if I say to myself, well, prove yourself right. 
I will allow you to get away with this paper wall and it will turn an alchemize from a paper wall to a true wall if you can give me the evidence. So go out for 30 days and make roughly five to 10 hot meals every single day. And then at the end, if you have the ample data that says all of these old women were not interested in you at all, then I will allow you to believe that actually, yes, I am inadequate. And yes, hot, hot women, hot older women will not be interested in me. But lo and behold, if you go out and put in the work and actually do that for most things, of course, you'll find actually, actually, no, I actually connect more. And I found that I remember this uh, one time, we're getting off a tangent here. I know, Adrian, we're getting off a tangent, but I'll come back. I remember this, one of my, one of the first times it really blew my fucking mind that actually a hot MILF loves a young cub, which is a uh, shout out. As, actually, I won't mention the, maybe, maybe I won't mention the club for this one. I, oh, okay, because this is going to get really, really long. But let's just say uh, a very popular club in, uh, in Adelaide. And I remember this, she was French, this French blonde MILF. And I remember going up to her. This was on my little 30-day challenge of just proving to myself that actually hot, milf, hot MILFs aren't interested in me. That was the intent, right? And I went out to her. This is sometime maybe like halfway through. I remember seeing her there. I'm going like, well, this this hot French MILF here. I didn't know she was French at the time, but she's standing there in the bar. She's got like all these like adult male friends. Like I was only 20, 21 at the time, maybe probably 21. She's probably 30, early 30s. And she's got a lot of male friends that are much older, like her age. It's like they're, they're adults, like they're men. And I'm like a young, I'm a young boy at this time. But I'm like, fuck it, Adam. You told me you're going to get the ample data set. You've got to go up to her. So I go up to her and I run my usual shit. I'm, and this is like halfway through the night. I run my shit. And all of a sudden it goes from zero to a hundred in a second that I just go up to this woman. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, What's up? And actually at that time, because at that time, specifically, this is like like an outdoor, you've got to imagine like a night game bar, night game bar, a night bar, and it's kind of pumping, but it's loud enough that you can kind of have conversation, which we'll dive back. I know we've gone on tangents here, but we'll dive back to your thing about having conversations. Actually, this is perfect. This is perfect. The reason why this is perfect is because this is going to segue right back to your question of friendly conversations. And so I remember this zero to 100 in a second, I remember saying to myself as a different side challenge, because I used to have the same issue as you, which is that, fuck, this is perfect. This is actually perfect. It's two in one. You're getting two plugs for one, which is that a, the previous sticking point before the Hot Mills one was friendly conversations, that all of my interactions at night, that I would go out for hours and hours at night and only get to friendly conversations. So I had to prove myself I had to prove to myself that actually, no, you're, you're not allowed to have conversations. You have to take things 10x in the opposite direction, which is the entire point of what we're talking about here, which is that if you have a sticking point, 10x it in the opposite direction, which is that, so the way that I approached this hot blonde MILF, which was the target that night, was a previous lesson to Adrian's here, which is that you're not allowed to have conversations, that you have to initiate physicality off the get. So you're not allowed to approach a woman without shaking her hand and pulling her in. You're not allowed to not do that. So I remember it so clearly as well where we were because it's going to pay into the story. So there's this blonde, this blonde, she's quite a bit taller than me as well. I'm only like, I barely scrape 5'7". And uh, on a good day, 5'7", as I like to say. And she's like, she's quite a bit taller than me. And it's and she's got her male friends like kind of off to the side. And she was just like having a sip from her drink at the time. I go up to her. I go in, I just I just stick my hand out there, like, yo, straight off the hand, 
she shakes my hand very tight, extremely tight. And the moment I, I uh, receive that indicator, boom, pull her straight in. Pull in off the handshake, straight down to my hip, pull her straight into me. And she just, it was like, when I say zero to 100, that's probably not even doing it justice. It's like zero to 1,000. It was almost like we were almost making out right from the get. Not quite that fast, but it felt like it. It was like she pulled it straight in tight from the moment we got eye to eye. It was like, you got to imagine a caveman and a cavewoman Imagine the caveman's just gone out and he's just brought down that woolly mammoth. He's dragged that woolly, that woolly mammoth, which weighs, what, like 20 ton with all of the other tribesmen. They brought the mammoth back to the cave and the women, the women, the tribeswomen are sitting there in the cave wondering whether they're going to eat tonight, wondering whether they're going to eat tonight. And they see that woolly mammoth come back. Holy fuck. And it's like the moment you make eye contact with that woman, you go, hey, the mammoth's in. Imagine that kind of energetic polarity of like, we've got to survive. Like, we've got to live. It was that connection between our eyes, that raw, energetic connection, but just now of a sexual polarity. And we're there eye to eye, and we just start pretty much making out right off the bat. Barely any words said at all. Barely any words said at all. And so aggressive, so fucking aggressive, where she's got her hand on the back of my neck, digging her nails into my neck where it's hurting. Like, it actually hurts. And at the time, I was like, I remember I was so scared at the time. <laughs> I was so scared at the time where it was, because I'd never experienced this before on this progression level, speed, this speed, but also not with a, with a woman this much older than me. She's definitely like, I'm probably being a bit generous by saying uh, early 30s, like, uh, sorry, a bit conservative. She probably would have been probably more closer to mid 30s. Anyway, she's digging her long acrylic nails into my neck. We're making out and she's so strong like she's just physically strong and then she starts biting my ear and like literally almost causing blood like almost drawing blood from my ear it's so fucking aggressive is what i'm talking about here now i know i'm getting lost in this story but it's a fucking good story anyways the reason why i brought this back i'm gonna dive back up this rabbit hole for you adrian which is that how good is this as well because it actually it's a three it's three plans for one the farmer's market right here, three plants for one, that it dives right back to the body language as well, that what I was talking about with this entire social Q&A, but I want to wrap it back up. I only learned that my paper wall limiting belief that no, a hot milk would never be interested in me. I only learned to prove that right, which really meant prove it wrong by going out 10x in the opposite direction and saying, well, you just have to show me, just show me. Bring it back for you, agent. You're telling me you got friendly conversations and that's all your interactions are getting to. What I need you to do is that number one, tonight, no conversations. You are not allowed to get interaction with a woman without instigating physicality. So for you, all interactions must begin with a handshake and with a handshake to the hip. That's all you're allowed to do. All right? Words aren't allowed to come out beyond, okay, I'll give you hey. I'll give you hey. You get hey. You are armed with a verbal ammunition of hey. You go up to women and say, hey, with a handshake, that's it. No introduction of name, no into qualification, no into investment, nope, zzz, zzz, cut it. All you're allowed to do, hey, off the handshake, pull in, right? Now, this dies back perfectly to the body indicators and reading body language. If you were in this live stream from the beginning, which I think that you were, I'm going to quiz you right now. What do you need to, because you might say, well, Adam, what if she's not receptive to the pulling in off the handshake into the hip? What did I say at the beginning of this potter? The beginning of the social Q&A. 
What are you going to be reading? Are you going to be reading a thousand and one laundry list of physical indicators as to whether this woman is into you or not? No. You are only going to be using the training wheels of macroenergetic flow. Is she tight? Is she loose? When you go off a handshake with a woman, you will be able to tell, is she tight? Is she loose? Which will then let you know, can you pull her in aggressively into the hip? Or will you need to just slightly tug her into the hip? That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. All your interactions, you're going out tonight. 100. 100. If you're going out with me, if you're going out with me tonight, or if you're one of my clients, because it's at night, it's not during the day, you get 100 of these. You don't get to, you don't get to end the night without 100 interactions of you practicing this. No conversation. No, none of this. If you tell me that's your problem, none. All you're armed with is a hey and a handshake and a pull into the hip. If you can spend all night doing that, you get 100 interactions. It doesn't matter whether they last five seconds or go for five minutes or even don't, don't let them go for five hours. You need reps here. So just do that. Do that all night. Get 100. You're not allowed to finish the night. Typically, what, we'd, what I'll do is that we'll start at 8 p.m. or if, we're, if I've got clients, 8 p.m. to 8, 9 p.m. is just prepping mentally. Just mental prep from 9 p.m. until indefinite. If it takes you from 9 p.m. until 4 a.m. to amass 100 interactions, now, how the hell are you going to count 100 interactions? Break them into tens, right? So you don't get caught in the flow. Uh, so you don't get caught being too logical about it. Break them into tens. So all you need to do, you can either, I knew some of my, on my older wings, they used to get a pen and they just used to uh, just etch, just etch in on their on their wrist. Like just, uh, what do they used to call that? What do they call that? Just, they, I forgot the name for it, but just mark, just mark down every 10 interactions as one stripe. And so by the time you have 10 stripes on your wrist, you know, you've done hundred interactions. That's an easy way of doing it. I know some guys that would get actual clickers that would actually get clickers. I don't really like that. I've never done that. I've never done that, but definitely etching with the mark. If you just have a little pen, boop, there's 10, boop, there's 10. If you don't want to use like a marker on your wrist, because it's probably a bit, you don't, I guess you don't need to do that. Use your phone, use your phone. Just get your Evernote out, just in your little journal. Ah, there's 10, just look an X, just an X, that marks 10 interactions. You do that tonight, amazing, amazing. That's one night. You're going to get 100 interactions, learning to overcome your friendly conversations. Imagine what that looks like in two nights. That's 200, three nights, 300. But you do 10 nights of that. You do 10 nights. You do 10 nights of 100 interactions. That's 1,000 interactions of which you get to practice just physicality, just using your masculine intent off the hay. How much better do you think you're going to be? Mm, yes, sir. That's some straight hard good tactics you could take to the fucking bank. I'm excited. I want to go do that tonight. <laughs> like, I want to go do that tonight. That's how excited I get about this shit because you can't deny the work. You can't deny the reps. You can't deny the simplicity of the work and the reps and just getting experience. Experience is the greatest teacher of all time. I am only a conduit that is telling you how to choose the correct modality of experience. That's all That's all it is. But I, I submit to experience every day of the week, all day, every day. I'll just help you uh, speed it up a little. Fuck, this tea is good. So, my friends... I get passionate about this shit, so I told I we went on a we went on a fucking run. <laughs> we went on a run with that shit. So I hope that brought you some value, Adrian. Now, my friends, if you're in this YouTube live stream, drop a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. If you enjoyed that, 
Uh, drop me a comment as well. Let me know you're here. Get your questions in. We've got until uh, we got we'll get a few more questions in for sure. Super chat option is available if you like to get your question bumped to the top. I will dive back into the feed. We'll check that up in a second. Uh, drop me comments and posts as well on the YouTube channel. Reach out to me on the gram at Uitang One. Of course, this is all brought to you by Bulldozer.com, eBooks, Cash Cross Kick Kickass Day Game, Booking Once One on One Skype Coaching, and uh, Deep Immersive Foundational Boot Camps. Day Game Foundations. Yes, sir. So, let me talk. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got ourselves our first super chat. I'm, actually, I think it happened a while ago because we went on such a run. Because we went ourselves on a good old run. I didn't see it, but you underscore Myron Bro donated $5 to the super chat. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Myron. That's two weeks in a row. That I think it might even be your third donation to the Bulldozer. That's your brick in the fucking temple. Hell yes. So, he's got a question here. We're going to dive straight into that. Let's go. Let's go. We got ourselves a session right here. Okay. So, as you guys know, with the Super Chat, uh, those questions get bumped straight to the top. So, we're going to dive hard on this and give us tons of context. So, Umar and Bro hits me up with, Hi, Adam. Quick question. <laughs> I've been in a casual relationship with this girl for about a year. Within the past month or so, I've realized that things are not working out between us. Bit? Yes. So my question is when it's time to break things up between me and her. How do I go about it? And most importantly, how do I get over the breakup? Thanks, bruh. So the good thing about this, Myron Bro, is that it's very it's, it's easy because you're saying you're in a casual relationship. So by the very definition of you two being in a casual relationship is that there is no breakup. Let's dive in on this. When you're in a casual relationship, there is no breakup because there is no substantial investment. If you have set the T's and C's correctly of a casual relationship, which is what? Number one, which is that it's open and free. That's pillow number one. It's open and free. There is no... So conversation ends there, really. Really. Like we can summarize this pretty quick, which is that but I will dive in because you donated to Super Chat a little bit more. But really right there, the number one pillar of the casual relationship, T's and C's, is that this is open and free. So there is no breakup. There is no having to tell her that, well, you know, we're going to have to separate our lives here because your lives never should have got so entangled. Now, this is the key thing. This is something I might ask for you is that how entangled did you allow your lives to get? Did you break the T's and C's? Because there are definitely more T's and C's of casual relationship. For those of you that want to know more about it, Hit up on the channel, go into the search bar on the channel, and you'll find my how-to guide on how to set up casual relationships. Uh, just type that into the channel, uh, how to set up casual relationships, full dynamics guide, and uh, it's me in front of a ginormous tree. And you'll find more T's and C's within that, but let me just scoot through a few of them right here, which is that pillar one, open and free for sure, which means that you're able to see whoever you want to see, I'm able to see whoever I want to see, right? That's for sure. I want to have as many sexual experiences as I can. I want you to have as many sexual experiences as you can. That's all the most, most macro. Then you can dive into a little more micro tactics behind this casual relationship of which the frequency of communication is next. How frequently do we need to communicate here? You know, How frequently do we need to see each other? Once a week maximum. You're in a casual relationship, once a week maximum. You guys be having a day and night once a week. And it can, it's like it can extrapolate outwards from there. It can go much, much further out from there. Like when you see once every two weeks, you know, once every two and a half weeks, but definitely no more freaking than once a week. If you see a girl more than once a week, 
you're blurring the lines of casual relationships. So that's a, Myron, that's a question I'm asking you. Did you blur that line? Because if you're telling me that you have to break up with her, I have a feeling that you're in more than just a casual relationship. Because by the very definition of a casual relationship, there is no breakup. It's, it should have been open and free. Did you blur those lines? Interesting questions I want you to ask yourself. Frequency of communication. How, t- how often were you guys texting? How often were you guys WhatsApping? How often were you guys Skype calling each other? If it was more than two times, three times a week, three times a week maximum, any more than that, you're blurring the lines of a casual relationship. Because really, the communication in a casual relationship should predominantly be mostly logistical. It should really just be bridging from when we saw each other last to when we see each other next. There should be very little, hey honey, how's your day? Oh, hey, how was your day? No, it's, it should be, honey, I'm home. It, should be, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that at all. So without getting too deep into that, your frequency of communication should be pretty limited and it should mostly be logistical. If it wasn't that, you're blurring the lines. If it was you trying to check in every five seconds with her, blurring the lines. Now, also introduction of social lives. If you guys blur the lines of, did you meet her friends? Mm, big Fuck. <laughs> Push the bike there. If you guys uh, introduce each other to your social groups, blur the lines. Big X. If you guys introduce each other to your family, big X, incorrect, red flags. That's no longer a casual relationship. In a casual relationship, I don't need to meet your friends. I don't need to meet your family and vice versa. Right? This is just something, this is something where we're just getting to know each other. Getting to know each other in relation to each other. I don't need to know myself in relation to your family, in relation to your friends. It's just between you and I. If you ever wanted that from me, if I ever wanted that from you, then we need to talk. Then we can talk about deepening this connection into something more than just casual. But at this point, it's just enjoying each other, enjoying each other and getting to know each other in a romantically polarized sexual connection, emotionally and physically. That's all it is. So Myron, because you donated that $5 super chat, I want you checking all these things. Because the reason why I'm going into this is because by the very nature of your question, of that you feel like you even have to have the conversation around breaking up with a girl that you're in a casual relationship with. It, can you see how that doesn't make sense if you've been following the T's and C's of a, of a true casual relationship, at least in my definition, which is that it's open and free, you have limited frequency of contact, that your contact is based on a bridging from the last time you saw each other to the next time you see each other, and that the absolute, the absolute... Number one key factor of your connection is just emotional and physical sexual polarity. That's it. Nothing beyond that. No friend, no family, nothing more than that. No what's going on in, in, your, in your daily life on the day-to-day-to-day-to-day. It's got nothing to do with that. So I feel like, and I'm only guessing, but I would, I would ask you to ask those questions to yourself, did I blur those lines? So that's part one. Part two now. Let's say you did blur the lines and you have gone a little deeper than you thought you should have and now you do have to break up with a girl that you were in a said casual relationship with. Well, it's uh, it's as brutal as you can be. It's as brutal as you can be. Go back to BDP 103. Give a girl what she needs, not what she wants. That entire podcast is for, will direct you in this way. Which is that you do not drag it out. Fuck that tea is good. You do not drag it out. 
You do not drag it out. You do not play this girl along if you know that things aren't right. You're telling me here in this chat box that you've realized that things are not working out between you and uh, within the past month. Listen, that's one month too long. That's one month too long. I don't let that get out to two months. Don't let that get out to three, six months, but one month too long. The moment that you know that this girl is not right and the things between you two are not right, do not drag it out. Do not give her what she wants, which is the, the feeling of, uh, of, oh, maybe this might work out. Maybe I can convert this guy. Maybe we can learn to love each other. No. If you know things aren't right, cut it out here and now. Why? Because in you saving the short-term pain, you're only causing, causing far more long-term psychological trauma and damage. Far more. Okay? You need to do what's best for her right now. Give her what she needs, which is a clean break, a clean, swift cut to the throat, which is that, up. Oh, this is not working. Like, it's been good. It's been good. You don't, you don't need some uh, military operation behind this. No, you sit down and you say, listen, it's been good, but I feel like we're not right from each other. I want the absolute best for you, and I can't bring that for you right now based on where we're at. So uh, let's, just, let's just call it here. It's been great. If you still want to keep keep in touch every now and again, you know, once you've had time to recover for sure, you know, we can grab uh, we can grab that that green team much or sometime. But for now, let's let's break it up. All right, that's it. It's been good. Done. That's all it is. Move on. Move on. She's gonna be upset. Tears will flow. Yes, sir. That is you doing her justice. That is you being the alpha masculine that steps forward, that leads, that does not cause tremendous amounts of psychological trauma over the long play because you were stringing her out thinking, oh, maybe I, this guy will be the guy that loves me one day. None of that. None of that. Step it up. If you want to maintain your integrity in this life, you are going to have to upset some people. Core principle. So, my friend, hope that answers your, uh, hope that answers your question and that's, that's, uh, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. You just got to step up. That's all it is. So I thank you very much for your uh, donation to Super Chat. Blows my mind. It's your brick in the dojo. Your brick in the dojo. Your brick in the temple. Go straight back to the channel. Super grateful. And now we're going to dive back into that feed. So if you guys are enjoying this content, please drop a thumbs up down below. Let me know you're there. Uh, drop your comments, dating, social dynamics, relationships. Get your questions answered. We've got a little bit more time here, so I'll dive back up the feed. And one thing I kind of fucked up over the last uh, couple of days is whenever I see a super chat, I forget that there were probably questions above that. So I'll dive back before that unless another super chat pops up. So it's because sometimes I realize when I look back in post, I accidentally missed a whole bunch of questions because of that. So I'll go back up. So, uh, and there was, something, was there something I was going to mention? Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. So, uh, Rami Murad comes in with that yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, my friends. Hope you're doing well. And uh, Randy Perez. Randy Perez comes in saying, hey, Adam. I want to know your perspective on this. Going on dates with girls on day twos, out for a bite, or going out to a theater, or even events, and not planning on paying for her, since I barely know the G. Because <laughs> I barely know the girl. Uh, how could I handle the type of situation by not being a complete jerk? Uh, Randy is the complete opposite. I, I don't know where you got this. Okay, I know exactly where you got this idea from. You got this idea from 21st Century Fox. You got this idea from 
the the bullshit social uh, society narrative of that the man must pay for these elaborate dinners and movies and dates in order to woo the woman. No, sir. No, sir. All you need to do, my friend, is go back onto my channel after this and type in a full guide to day twos. And because I'm not going to, it's an entire podcast on itself. But just watch that and they'll answer all your questions around day twos and how to run them. But in short for you here and now, which is that you should not be planning day twos that are high key investment that require financial investment. Why? What does that communicate to the girl? That you're not confident within yourself to be able to just stay there within a four foot square, four feet, four square feet. You're not confident enough to take a woman within four square four square, <laughs> within four square feet and just get to know each other. If you aren't confident enough to literally get in a four foot square space with a woman, and spend the entire day two there and have the time of your life, then then you've already you've missed it. You've missed it. Give me four square feet, I get to know a girl. Give me a bench, I get to know a girl. Give me a fucking side bench in front of the Apple store under a palm tree in Miami, in fucking South Beach, Miami, Lincoln Street Ball. For those of you that have been there, you know what I'm talking about. Amazing. You just sit there under the palm trees and you keep the entire day two there. If you can't do that, then forget about everything else. The day two is not about the day two. The woman does not go out on a date with the date. The woman goes out on the date with you. She is there to see if there is a sexually polarized connection with you. She's not there to see whether there is a sexually polarized connection with the with the ravioli, with the fucking... With the, with the fucking movie, with, with whatever else you planned. No, all of those things can naturally, organically pop up as you too deep in your connection as they see savvy. But at the core foundation of day twos, my friend, is this. Do we connect? That is the only reason why you're going on a day two. So that's why we never do high-key investment dates. One, because it's irrelevant. The movie is irrelevant. The, the go-karting is irrelevant. The skydiving is irrelevant. The, the paying for this movie, irrelevant. It doesn't matter. This, this, this sushi demonstration is irrelevant. I'm not there for the sushi demonstration. She's not there to go skydiving with you. She's there to see, and you are there to see, if we connect. And so give me four square feet. Give me four square feet, and that's all I need to know whether I connect with a girl or not. Give me an hour and four square feet. And that sounds like, oh, it's just exaggerating. No, no, I've literally spent the first hour of day twos and routine, routinely spend the first hour of day twos just on the bench. Just just like we meet at the, we meet at the balls. It's in Adelaide. We meet at uh we we meet at the State Library in Melbourne. We lead, we meet at the Apple store in, in South Beach, Miami, wherever it is. We meet at Whole Foods in New York. We meet at Oxford Street Station in London. We meet at uh we meet at Hype in Pitt, Pitt Street Mall, uh, Hyde Garden as well. Hype, Hype, I was at Hype Garden, Hyde Garden. Wherever it is, and for the first hour, if you aren't confident enough to just keep it there, just grab the bench, just grab the side wall, whatever, just do that. If you aren't confident enough to do that, well, then you need to get to that. You need to get confident in that because what does that say? What that says is that I'm here for the right reason. I'm here because I need to see whether we connect or not. I'm here because I am confident within myself to be able to say, ah, I am enough. I'm enough. 
I didn't need the crux of of the duck uh, the duck shit coffee. I didn't need the crux of the movie, of the restaurant, of the of the steak and butter. I didn't need any of that. I was always enough. That actually those things get in the way. Those things get in the way. So what's the principle here, Randy? The principle is low key. Our day two should always be low key. You should not be setting up day twos that have the premise or the envision or the plan of you having to pay for anything. No, it's not what we're there for, right? Now, this is hardcore principles. Now, if you guys happen, now you might be thinking, but Adam, you always talk about the green tea and chill. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, you're that, you're that hard case. You're that hard case of all hard cases, but uh, you were talking about green tea and chill. Right? I can hear you. I can hear you right now. <laughs> It's just so funny to imagine that hard case. <laughs> oh shit, I have a lot of fun with this. If you're that guy, I know. I know I talk about the green seed chill. I know I talk about uh, you know, go, go, going out after going out for a bite afterwards or you know, grab grabbing going down to that food market. I talk about the food markets, I talk about that stuff for sure. But those are only natural organic expressions once the connection is established. That the green tea and chill, the coffee that comes with it, that is all a natural progression. That all happens after. It's, it's not like I'm saying to the girl that, and when I say, you know, you say you set up for the green tea and chill for sure, because that's just, just normal. Right? It's, it's, that sounds normal. When I say to a girl, I close her off the interaction. Let's hit up on that green tea and chill. Let's get a coffee sometime. But I don't meet her at the coffee store. I don't meet her at the green tea. No, there's something very crucial that happens before that which is an establishing of connection. Showing her that, hey, this is going to happen as a natural progression, but before all that, we're here for each other. We're here for each other. That's all that matters. Green tea and chill. That, the green, a lot of the times on green tea and chill, the green tea doesn't happen for hours. A lot of times, a lot of times it happens within five minutes if the connection's there, but I want to know if the connection's there first off. Now, you might now be thinking with the micro tactic of, but, but Adam, I, I, okay, I get that, I get that. But what happens when it, actually gets to the actual green tea or the sushi or the market and we have established the connection well at that point 50 50 the expectation is 50 50 but you know what happens is that if you're doing this shit correctly most of the time the girl wants to pay for you this blows a lot of guys minds and i've said it a hundred thousand times i don't remember the last time i had to pay for my own green tea on a day two Nani? What? What? What are you talking about? Most girls will offer to pay for your drink on a day two. If you lit them up through cold approach, I'm not talking about Tinder, you lit up a girl through cold approach, most girls, like I would say it's been like nine out of, it's, it's nine out of 10 times over my entire career, over probably 10K plus approaches, 10,000 plus interactions, I cannot tell you how many day twos I've been on. It's I, I could not tell you. I'm trying to. Th it would be thou if not it's the thou you thousands, definitely above a thousand day twos, for sure. Over the last nine years, for sure, I I would say ninety percent of them I've never had to pay for my green tea, not because I told the girl she had to pay for her green tea, 
but because she insisted. Now why? Think about it. Think about how this interaction was established. I had the balls to go out of my day, to get beyond myself, to do away with all my limiting beliefs, to do away with all my social inhibition, and go and stop her on the street, and tell her through, and communicate through, an alpha masculine vibe that I saw you, and I thought you looked beautiful, so I had to come say hey. From there, was able to be a socially calibrated and savvy guy to take her through qualification to then read her level of comfort to go through investment and then to close her with the end in mind, with the seed attached, which then led to this day two and to carry that the whole way through. That's what she's been through. She's been in my care this entire way. And so when we step up on the day two, establish the connection, she realizes that, oh, this guy's just here for us. When it gets time to the T, almost nine out of 10 girls will insist that she pays for the green tea, that she pays for the coffee, that this one's on me. And to the point where at first, when I was like younger, and I was trying to work out like, how does this keep happening? I was like, but it's like starting to fuck me off a little bit. Like, why does this keep happening? I don't understand why. And it really took my time. My best guess at the time was that, well, at the time anyway, but now I can definitely nail it down, which is that she's just, she's just, she's repaying the and honoring what I've done for her this entire way. Think about all the things you've done for her at this stage. For her, paying for a couple of green teas, it's like that's the least she can do in her mind. That's what she's thinking. That it's like, well, he's done, he's done so much at this point. What's it for me to, I want to pay for these green teas. I want to contribute, right? That, and that's what happens so often. So anyways, beyond that, to your micro question of the paying of things, 50-50 is the expectation and to really drill back and summarize on this point, but I really want to go hard on it, which is that uh, you should not be setting up day twos that have a high financial investment, high key is what I call them, because you completely missed the boat. You completely missed the reason for why you two have gone out. Now, if you two choose on a day two through the magic of the garden, through the magic of your day two, and it becomes a natural expression that yeah, you met up in the neutral meeting point. You had, you met up, you set that connection, set the foundation, we connect together. Okay, met, went down to isolation stage two, had our green to had our coffee. Okay, that's cool. And we had that physical connection. We kissed each other. Cool, that's great. And then you realize, oh, I've got time. She's got time. We don't need to exit this day two. So we can progress this. And like, hey, let's get a bite. Let's, let's, go, let's go down to the food market. Hey, you checked out this, this Mandu dumpling place? Let's check out these dumplings. Let's get ourselves some dumplings. Why fucking not, right? Why fucking not? Then that's organic and natural. It's not something you ever set up for. It's not something you ever plan for. A lot of the times, if I'm really feeling with a girl on a day two, I'll say, listen, I've shown you my world. I've shown you my world. We've got the green tea. We've got that chill. We've been down in the gardens, right? We played with the clouds. We did some meditation. I want you to bring me in your world now. So where would you most likely go to eat with your girlfriends? Let's get someone to eat. And so she can then contribute and go, oh, I fucking love this sushi place. Oh, I fucking love this uh, yakitori place, whatever. And then food is a natural progression. But it was never the, it was never the high key dickhead plan of I'm going to try and pay for an expensive meal. I'm going to try and pay for an expensive meal and then I'll win her and then I'll get the sex and then I'll get the relationship because then I can show her my extravagance. Right? No, none of that shit. None of that shit. It was never because of that. It was just a natural progression. That's the only time I deem on a day two, not day three is day four is different, but on day two, 
That's the only time I say it's acceptable to be going out and going out to restaurants and going for a movie or etc. If it was a natural progression, that it was a natural thing that maybe you guys discovered, oh, I fucking love whatever's on right now. Whatever, whatever. I, I fucking love Despicable Me 3. I love Despicable Me 3. I want to see Gru. I want to get me some minion action. It's like, have you seen that minion action? Oh, I haven't seen it. Let's go watch it. Right? But it was never that you set up the day to. You can see how passionate I'm about this because so many guys get this wrong. They get this so wrong. And they just, and first, and I'll wrap it up here, which is that they just, they got their priorities wrong. They just, they, they, they were, they were it. they were picking up leaves and missing the forest. They were looking for grains and missed the desert. That they missed the true connection. The connection and the whole point of going on a date with a girl is not the date. It's to see if you connect with her. That's all it is. That's all it is. So my friend, Mr. Perez, Perez son, that's all I want you focused on. Uh, wait, was it Perez? No, it was someone else, wasn't it? Did I get the name wrong? Hang on. Who said this question? But it was Perez. It was Perez. That's right. Perez son. Perez son, that's all I need you focused on. So hopefully that brought you some uh, value. Hopefully that uh, helped you out. And hopefully that helps you to actually change what your, your perspective around this. So give me some feedback in a week or two when you've been on a few more day twos and we'll have some more chat. Come back to the next social Q&As after a few more day twos and let me know how you go. So if you guys are in this live stream right now, drop me a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying it. Drop me a comment as well. We've still got a little bit of time here. Then I'll get a few more questions in. And uh, if you're watching this in post as well on YouTube, drop me a comment down below. Hit that thumbs up button. If you listen to this on uh, the Borja podcast, drop me a th- reach out to me with your feedback. Hit me up on the gram. How do we take one? Best place to connect to be outside of this shit. We're having ourselves a session here. So go back up these questions. And uh, okay, so the next question was, Next question was from Rami. Rami Murad, who says, My close friend thinks that pickup is creepy. How can I go about converting him and make him see pickup differently? Uh, you don't. <laughs> Rami, you don't. There's no conversion to be done. Let him. Let him believe and let him think pickup is creepy. Let, let the white knights draw their swords. Let the white knights... Uh, and I'm not saying your friend is a white knight... I don't know why he thinks pickup is creepy, but the reason why I say this is because I used to think pickup was creepy. When I going right back to the beginning of my journey and my story, how did I find out about pickup? I found out about it because my best mate Roy went to the gym, shout out to Good Life Burnside, and he met a quote unquote PUA at the gym who told him about it. Now I was in a relationship at the time. I was the biggest white knight of all white knights. When Roy came back and told me, he said, hey man, have you heard about this thing called pickup? I met this guy at the gym who's, who can apparently go out there and meet women and somehow somehow go out with them. Cold approach, like cold. Meet women and then go out with them. And I, I had a visceral negative reaction to it. I was like, that guy's just shallow. That guy's just shallow. That guy's just weird. That guy's, that is, that guy is a creep. That guy doesn't give a fuck about women, et cetera, et cetera. I drew my sword and I rode my white horse. I was a white knight for sure. And, and, and Roy didn't try to convert me because no conversion. There is no conversion. That was just my paradigm of life. 
That was just my frame of reality. Now, six months later, when I broke up with my girlfriend, I went straight back to my, my best mate and said, hey, what was that thing you said about pickup? <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. So more to your point here, uh, more to your question, sorry, of how can you convert him? Don't waste, don't waste your breath. Don't waste your time. If someone is in a frame of reality in which that they believe that, and this is, uh, what's the question? What's, what's, the, what's the quote? I think it's a Marilyn Monroe or it's a Dita Von Tees quote of, listen, you can be the juiciest, ripest peach in the world. There's still going to be some motherfucker that doesn't like peaches. You can be the goddamn de- most delicious peach. But there's always going to be some fucked up motherfucker, some, some twisted being that doesn't like peaches. Same thing here, right? The journey of self-cultivation can provide the greatest of benefits, but there is always going to be someone who is not want to have a bar of it. It's not your job. It's not your job to convert the dark, right? It's not your job. All your... You, if you want to extend a hand and say, hey, I can pull you up and show you the light, extend the hand, but it's not your job to pull him up. Absolutely not at all. In fact, I think it's, it's, it's better for them. It's better for someone. It's like when I've been yelled at on the streets by white knights, especially at night, and just at night as well, I've never once thought it's my job to pull them out of their darkness. If they can't see the light, that's them. That's them. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna hate on them. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I feel for them. I feel for them because I was once there. I have empathy for them, right? So I extend the hand and say, "Hey, if you ever want to learn about this stuff, it's here. I'm here. I'll show you a good time." But when I've been out with guys on bowl sessions, they get deeply entrenched in their negativity. You know, I had a bad day. I had a rough day. I've never once th- thought to myself, "I need to convert him and make him have a good day." No, it's like this is his journey of learning. And that at the end of the day, fundamentally, my friends, you can't force him to drink. You can lead him to the watering hole. You can show him that light, but you can never force him to see. You can never force him to drink. Don't waste your time. All right. So we'll get a few more questions in here before we wrap things up. And uh, hopefully that helped. So, uh, oh, Adrian, Adrian says the watermelon back right at the back of this social Q&A. I couldn't remember the tactics we talked about last time. Straight watermelon tactics. Very good. Very good. I wonder, uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, but you know your tactics for this week for sure. I'm still excited. I'm still hyped up about the, for him to go out and do a hundred interactions tonight, just with <coughs> pure physicality. It's like, I actually want to go do it with him. It's been so long. It's been so long, but I know the power of it. That French, that French blonde milf that was just buying the shit out of my ear and drilling my neck. Anyways, it's fun. It's very fun when you get used to physicality and you can just enjoy it uh, for the moment of what it is. So, uh, next question, just driving down here. AMR Ali, Amra Ali says, is there a right way and wrong way of expressing intent? That's uh, far, far too general. <laughs> it's like, I need a lot more context than that. So I, I will return your elusive question with an elusive answer of uh, yes and no. 
is there a right way and wrong way of expressing intent? It's like, what do you mean? Like, at what stage of the interaction? Because, to, I, yeah, it's like, I don't know where to begin because you've given me nowhere to begin. All I'll say here to try and provide you some value is that if you aren't expressing intent, you got questions. I'd be very interested in knowing why you're not expressing intent. If you are suppressing intent, that often leads to a very dark path. If you are withholding your intent. Now, of course, there's nuances to everything. There are definitely times that you have to curtail your direct extravagance because you are not in a socially savvy situation, aka a train, a bus, a plane, where the girl is a high-pressure situation and she can't leave. You're going to have to adjust your social savviness to match the environment, for sure. But if the environment allows for it, then intent should be expressed directly. 100% direct and and authentic. I need more context than that. So, Rami comes down with the ha-ha-has. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Okay. So, uh, Infinite Paradox goes ice or liquid. Exactly. Back to this. Uh, he's just referring to the key principle of reading a woman's body language. It's just tension. That's all you need to know. Tension. Is she ice? Is she liquid? And do I need to melt her down? Do I need to warm up to her? That's all you need to know. Solid answer. Um, Rami says solid answer with a little okay. Thank you, Rami. Appreciate that. Kevin B. Kevin B, my man from New York, comes in. And he says, hey, Adam, I'm now in a better mindset since I last emailed you. Thank you for your response with the folded hands. No problem, Kev. No problem at all. I've been looking into my current schedule and I've come to realize that I can only commit to 4x a week of going out rather than doing a full day challenge for right now. In your eyes, is that better than not doing anything at all? Hmm. Now, for those of you that might, for those of you might be thinking, well, that's still pretty general. But no, because I know Kev very well. We've had an in-person session in New York, and a lot of back. I've done a lot of potos based on his context. I know Kev very well, so I can give him a lot more, more specific answer here. He can only go out four times a week, rather than doing a full thirty-day challenge right now. In my eyes, is that better than not doing anything at all? To the uninitiated and to the to those that do not have the depth of experience that I have as a coach in general and macro and that also do not have the depth of context on this one guy's scenario, you might say, well, it's a no-brainer, of course. Of course, it's four times, going out four times a week. And if you just like, let's put that into real terms, he goes out uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Of course, that's going to be better than nothing at all. But hang on. You don't know this guy. But hang on. You don't have eight to nine years of experience of seeing what happens to people going out four times a week that are in the same place as this guy. Kev's an absolute beginner. Kev is a straight noob. Kev is an absolute Mr. Nice Guy. Kev doesn't know what it means to communicate masculine intent through all stages of interaction, off the niche, off the get, right, through open, qualification, investment, close, my system of day game, toolbox of game, ebook, borders.com. Catch Coast Guys Day Game, check it out. Also, you can check it out for free on the on the channel as well. All the videos are there as well. He doesn't know all that. So, no, it's not. I mean, it's just straight to, straight to the teeth. I would rather Kev not go out at all. I'd rather him not go out at all. Why? Because he's not going to learn it. Four days a week is not enough for him. I know him. I know him. He's below a five 
on the scale of 0 to 10, 10 being an absolute natural, 0 being the hardcore or hard cases, right? Kev's probably somewhere down between probably, I'm going to say a 3.9 to a 4.5. He's not 2 to 3s. I want to say there he's not 2 to 3s, but he's probably 4 to 5s, right? He's not there. He's, he's, he, he's going to require a tremendous amount of exposure, experience, hammering. Right? And that four day, <coughs> excuse me, phlegm and throat. Four days a week is going to be more detrimental. Let me explain why. How could this be? How could this be? How could this be, Adam? That four times a week would be worse than nothing at all. The reason why is because he will fall down the trap of what I did, which kept me a virgin between ages 17 to 19, going out for once a, once a week, twice a week, for two years in a row, no dates, no lays, no relationships, right, for two years. What will happen to him will be just a slightly less aggressive version of what happened to me, which is the romantic complacency. This is how it's going to play out. With very much certainty, I can tell Kev right now, this is how it's going to play out. If you allow yourself to believe that four times a week is enough for you. Now, this is for him. Do not extrapolate. If you're like others listening to this, do not extrapolate what I'm about to say to you. I'm speaking to one of my one of my clients here. Like I know Kev very in-depthly and I know him. So this is very specific to him, which is that for sure, you will fall into the trap of romantic complacency, which is that this is how it's going to happen. You go out four days a week for the next month. So what's that? Uh, hmm, oh, I don't want to do the maths because my, my, I might fuck up the maths. But let's just, let's say on average, um, okay, let's do some maths. We'll do some quick maths. Let's say he meets anywhere between five to ten girls four days a week over the next uh, four weeks. So what's that? That's like, let's, let's be, let's be extremely generous. Let's say he meets 10 girls every time. So let's say that's 40, it's 40, that's 80, that's what, 160 to 220, somewhere between there. So let, let's just say for a rough average, let's say over the next month, he meets 200. Let's just say 200 just to keep it easy. Let's say he meets, he does 10, 200 interactions. Over the next four weeks, but they're they're segregated by three day breaks. Three day breaks. So he does four days in a row, meets forty girls, then it's a three day break, and he repeats that. What's going to happen is that he's going to get himself to a level where he's probably going to be out of number harvest. He's probably going to be able to go out there and loosely find his way through open qualification investment close. Even if he was to do one on one coaching with me in terms of like the like liaising with me and having me break down his infields, do infield breakdowns through Skype coaching, etc. Even with all that, he's probably going to be able to get to the stage of a solid, I want to take away the word solid, he's probably going to be able to get to a reliable number close, which means that he's going to be able to go out there and maybe out of 10 girls, he might close knowing him three to four out of 10. And maybe three out of those four closes, maybe one or two. Maybe, maybe not at first. <clears throat> I'm being very generous here as well. But let's say towards the end, definitely can do that. Towards the end of the four weeks, can do that. Are any of those going to be getting back to him? I doubt it. 
I strongly doubt it. Most of those, I would say 80 to 90%, that's being very conservative as well. It's really probably about 95 to 99% of those are going to be flaking, okay? Because he's not drilling. He's not drilling. I would much rather him, instead of do 40 interactions within 40 days, is him do one. It's him just say, all right, let me just do four interactions every day across seven days. Let me just do 24 interactions across seven days rather than 40 interactions across four days. The exposure is what he needs. The immersive exposure is what he needs. It's not about doing Herculean amounts in one day. He's just not going to learn. He's not going to be out because it's his fundamental way of being that is uh, inadequate. (laughs) His skill set's not there. You you do not learn a skill set through lack of immersion. You do not change your fundamental way of being through lack of immersion. In order to change who you are, you are going to have to do something drastic. You're going to have to do something extreme. So if you if you want if you want extreme results, you're going to have to take extreme measures. And extreme results is changing who you are for sure. It's extreme. So don't expect any less. And I know for him, I know for him that I would never give him, it would be, it would be so remiss. It would be so detrimental for me to say to Kev, yeah, 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 go out, go out four days a week and that would be better than nothing at all. Oh, that's the second part here. Why also would it be better than nothing at all? So why else would nothing be better? Because what happens to a guy that goes out for a month, four times a week, meets roughly 40 girls, you know, maybe met 200 some girls that month, and almost none of them respond, and almost and even less of those, if of the ones that did respond, didn't connect through to day twos. Romantic complacency, depression, anxiety, doesn't gives up on life. That's where that leads. That's why I'm saying it's that's why nothing is better. That's why nothing is better. That's why I say to guys, if you're not willing to commit, don't do it at all. If you're not willing to allocate the necessary time and resources to changing who you are, don't do it at all. Because the romantic complacency of being able to go out and get a girl's number is more depressing than never even seeing that. Because once you take the pill, and once you know what you can do, it is more depressing. It is more depressing to the guy that knows he can go out and get a girl's number and have those girls flake and have those girls not go to day twos than the guy who doesn't even entertain it. Then the guy that just accepts his current situation in his life, accepts that he's not willing to put in the work, he's not willing to allocate the necessary times and resources, that guy has a lot more mental harmony. That guy has a lot more peace of mind, right? So I'm, I'm telling him right here, do, like I'm not telling him what to do. All I'm telling him is what happens if he was to do that. That's what I do as a coach. So he can do what he wants to do. And uh, that's just what I'll say. That's, that's most likely what's going to happen for him. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, my friends, holy shit, we've been going for a hot one hour and a half here. So that's where we wrap it up. So, and uh, Randy, Randy Perez just says here, Adam, thank you, Adam. That helped me a lot. No worries, Randy. And uh, I'm glad I could bring you guys some value. So I'm going to wrap up this social Q&A live. Episode 7, none of bun. Kona bangamewa, kona bangamewa, Oh, arigatou gozaimashita. So, for those of you that don't speak Japanese, 
This program brought to you by Bordage.com. Thank you very much. So, uh, for those of you that are watching this in post or here at the end of a live stream, please drop a thumbs up on it if you haven't already. Drop me a comment as well with your feedback. How you been liking these social Q&As? Uh, we're coming into boot camp season. We're coming up into some uh, intense boot camp coaching, so, which often happen on Fridays and Saturdays. So I am Day Game Foundations boot camps. So I, I'm going to have to change a few of the dates on the next social Q&As. Maybe we might do them on Thursday instead, which would be Wednesday for those of you in the US. So we'll see. We'll play around with it. But at the end here, man, I'm just so grateful for those, those of you that were engaged, that are here in on it. Uh, also, just a couple little uh, seeds I'm going to drop. We might start up a Facebook group for the bowl. There used to be one, and it used to be pretty hype, but it got out of hand because I wasn't willing to manage it. And it got a little bit toxic. It got a little bit toxic in the hierarchy, and I closed it down. We had somewhere between 50 to 100 members in it, and I closed it down, mostly guys from Melbourne because I just don't want to deal with it. But I think maybe we might, I might kind of, I might rehash it. And also I'm going to start, I'm thinking about starting up an email list as well. I'm just working out the nuts of that and develop and doing like a, just a quick Friday newsletter, Friday thing, just some thoughts, just some things that are going on and just do a, like a private, private email, you know, send that out to you guys, set you off for the weekend, maybe some tips, maybe some micro tips to help you go out on the weekend, et cetera. And some things I'm thinking about, you know, book recommendations, that, that kind of stuff. And also to update you guys on the resources of wisdom in on Bold Ojo, because I've been trying to find a way of updating you about when I do add new things to the resources of wisdom in the TV, docos, anime, books, uh, music, et cetera, et cetera. So all that stuff to come, all that stuff to come. If you guys are watching this in post, yeah, drop me feedback down below. Hit me up on the gram at Uwitang1, brought to you by Bodger.com. Thank you guys so much. And uh, Kev just at the end here says, appreciate the response, Adam. I'll just have to wait out till I have more time then. Uh, you know you know my thoughts on that, Kev. There will be no more time. Life, does not, life doesn't get busier. Sorry, life doesn't get easier. Life only gets busier. You have to create that time. Keep that in mind, please. So we'll wrap it up here. And uh, as always, I am wishing you guys the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30 day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also, booking one on one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a Bowl Insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the Bowl Insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your dating life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. Also, if you would like to donate to this potter, you can do so by donating anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. And anything you guys do donate is so tremendous.
tremendously appreciated. It uh, blows my mind. So thank you so much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.